Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowRoom.com. We got a real cool interview for you this week, and we did this interview a while ago, a couple of months ago now, but we forgot all about it, and it's just been sitting in the background until now when I've got it back out, edited it, and sent it out to you guys. And this is with Lizzie Post. Uh, Lizzie Post is an American author, and she's also a podcaster as well who specializes in etiquette. But, uh, she's been on the show before, so if you don't know much about Lizzie, then go check out the previous interview. It was a real good one. And anyway, she's come back to the show and we just have a good conversation for a couple of hours about everything, really, about the royal family. We tell some jokes. We obviously talk about etiquette. We obviously talk about cannabis. But, you know, it's just a good conversation. man. We just laid back, chilled, having a good laugh and sharing some banter with each other. So I hope you enjoyed this interview. It is a fun one. So make sure you roll up a fat one, get a little bit high and then just sit back and enjoy and I hope you enjoyed the episode. But for now, I'll leave you to it. You know, get get high, as I said, and enjoy this interview with Lizzie Post. And I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. Hi, Lizzie. How are you? I'm really well. How have you guys been? Good. Yeah, all good. The same old shit, really. I mean, probably the same as when we last spoke to you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's right. We just keep on doing the same thing day by day. We just, uh, you know, keep tracking ourselves through this madness that is I 2023. Reg- I'm like regretting that I didn't come up with some really amazing graphic <laughs> like I'm seeing here. You guys have upgraded. So oh, yeah. The time I but was on the show. These are great. This is us using our AI overlords to make images for us. That's yeah, awesome. we can, we can change them all out and do oh, all yeah. that nasty stuff. That's yeah. so cool. That's stop, awesome. Stop in a show off, monkey. <laughs> Becky hates it when I do that. <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting there with my bland, still mushroom guy smoking out a crooked pipe and shit. Yeah. <laughs> monkey makes special screens for all different shows. Man, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so how's the book go? Did you finish the the uh, section of the book about cannabis? Did you do it? The was we I mean the the book the big book we're talking about yeah, or the, the big uh, book yeah the big book so our uh my my brand Emily Post is famous for uh literally what's called the Emily Post book of etiquette and it's been a an American institution for like a hundred years we started in 1922 with my great great grandmother Emily Post and this is I'm very proud to say the first edition of that book that includes cannabis. Nice. And that is a big monumental thing for us. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Um, I'm hoping that it can be one more step towards more, more mainstream understanding. You know, uh, we talk about, um, we don't have like a full section on it, but we wove it into places where it made sense. So when we have gift suggestions, um, it's in the like hostess gifts to bring and things like that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, it kind of like gets treated as other consumables, just like, you know, wine or chocolate or uh, things like that, that would be a, a fun 
um, indulgence, even though I want to be respectful that this is a medicine for some people. So, mm -hmm. but for, for others, it's, it's more of a, a kind of fun on the side thing. And so I'm, um, I was really, really excited that that made it through the final round of edits and, and is in the book. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I mean, 1922 is when the first book came out, right? first one and this is the 20th one and it celebrates the 100th anniversary of the brand. wow and in 1922 that means cannabis was still legal in the usa right no i think it became illegal in 1911 right or 19 all oh, right i thought it was uh 26 if i'm really was it 26 maybe yeah, someone yeah. do a quick google <laughs> oh here we go let's get the keys tapping come on research boys research we should already know this we don't have a research i should That's already know this and i don't exactly. i probably smoked that yeah you wrote the it. book you know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> which has a little history section I think. right um, uh, 1937 damn really? the marijuana tax act of 1937 essentially banned it nationwide despite wow. objections from the american medical association related to medical usage mm -hmm. wow Wow. That's fascinating. Oh, I'm glad you looked it up. Thank you. That's really cool. So yeah, Emily lived, Emily did live in an era when it was legal. Um, but she, I've never found anything that references her talking about it or being aware of it. And her biographer who did an extensive amount of research. I mean, this woman found things that we had no idea existed, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. um, and she, she never mentions it. She talks about how Emily was, um, uh, someone who didn't drink herself, but that she uh, was a fierce fighter against prohibition. And she really believed in, in personal rights and um, your ability to make those decisions for yourself. And so my hope would be she would have been for legalization on that. Yeah, it sounds like she would have been. Alone. But she clearly lived in a time where, I mean, you've got medical people advising it and using mm -hmm. it for treatment. So mm -hmm. I'd be curious if it was ever something she engaged with. Like you say, I mean, it's an argument that a lot of people nowadays put out as long as, you know, it's uh, adults own choice to consume can cannabis if they want to. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. that same kind of thing. She would have been on that same kind of vibe. I feel like that would be true. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is fair enough. <laughs> you know, you're, you're still consuming cannabis, I assume. I am. I actually I just found a strain that caused me to work like. I, around the clock for like 14 wow. days straight to the point where I, I injured my left eye. Wow. <laughs> I, a pure I, energy yeah. strain. I know. So this is a, in Vermont, we, we can now purchase our own weed. And this is, um, from a company called Mend, M E N D and it's sun, sun grown cannabis. So it's outdoor. And, uh, I've been picking up their ice cream cake by sunset. Sherbet. Uh, yes. Oh my God, <laughs> like <laughs> literally a couple of hits of this and I've forgotten about the joint and I am like 10 pages into an Emily Post party planner packet that's now an interactive download on our website. I mean, it is unreal <laughs> the amount of work. Like my cousin started getting anxiety because he felt bad that he was showing up to work. We're business partners and we're like the only two people who work at our company full time. And he was like, he's like, dude, I'm like terrified of how far you're going to have gotten the night before because it keeps making me feel bad. I'm not doing as much. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's got to hit the weed too then, right? Oh, I I do not reveal whether he does or doesn't. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's wink. it. 
That's his own um, choice. Mm-hmm. But this this weed is unbelievable. I am so grateful that Vermont is now a place where we can just walk into a store and buy it. And I get, I I will admit, I felt a little embarrassed. I had to use my own etiquette advice to not feel <laughs> bad or shameful about buying like two or three five packs at a time and like being confident that like I'm allowed to enjoy this stock up on this like it's like going to the store when you've got the munchies and you're like I don't care that I'm buying five Snickers and a tub of ice cream and (laughs) chips and like bratwurst you know what I mean it's like what are you looking at nobody's asking you any questions exactly like what 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 you want to challenge me on this like bring it up motherfucker (laughs) <laughs> if, I, if I keep buying this, my company is going to have products we can actually sell. This will be amazing. <laughs> That's very cool, man. We we still are illegal here in the UK, and Monkey yeah. Way here is just still illegal as well. Absolutely, we yeah, oh. still illegal. No yes, dispensaries still. around me, uh-uh. and no changes in in public sentiment or what's kind of the vibe. Are people like it's ridiculous that we're still illegal, or are they yeah, pretty much most like, of the people in the UK? Time? In in the UK, most people are that way. Like, this is ridiculous how we're still doing this. But uh, it's a little different for you, though, Monkey, right? Yeah, down here, it's a political situation. Our our politicians who are in office are basically saying there's no way in the world it's ever going to become legal while I'm in office. That's okay. Yeah. So we just have to elect the right person and then we'll move forward beyond that. So there we go. That's all we can. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like Uncle Joe, you know, Grandpa Joe saying, well, he just doesn't want to turn this loose on the American public yet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lying oh. old Uncle Joe. You guys need to come visit Vermont so you can get the experience and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a lovely place as well. It's right on the border of Canada, right? It is. Yes. We are, and my town is 45 minutes from the Canadian border, about an hour and a half from Montreal. I was surprised you didn't say a boot. <laughs> a boot 45 no, minutes. No, we make you know? fun of them for that. <laughs> Hey, um, hey, I'm not your buddy guy. Yeah, oh god, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is it? What are the three that they use? It's it's uh, guy, buddy, and friend, and friend. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. your friend, buddy, I'm not your buddy, buddy guy. guy. <laughs> I'm not your guy, friend. <laughs> oh, oh shit. yeah, epic, Terrence and Philip, epic, epic TV. Love, love that yeah. shit, man. Wow. <laughs> Oh, shit. nice monkey yeah. nice <laughs> you can go that way you know <laughs> yeah but we keep the terrence and philip on uh on the screen like that because we we have competitions sometimes you know we do like uh wheel spins and stuff give stuff away oh, and cool. then we're always like shenanigans i want Somebody my terrence always, and philip no. <laughs> we love the old south park you know Absolutely. classic yeah. tv so what else is going on in the states? How many states are legalized now for uh, like recreational use, adult use of cannabis? I will be honest, I've lost count. Um, I think it's twenty one. The last time I, I had is I it? Are we up? So Google. <laughs> it might be twenty two now. I don't know. We just got Missouri, almost so. halfway. We are over halfway. <laughs> well, we're we're over halfway as far as the population, but as far as state count goes, no, we're not halfway yet. That's the, that's the problem. You know, we got to get that that magic number 25 plus the district of columbia then we we're at the tipping point then but we haven't 21 yet. 21 of the states are recreational use mm-hmm. cannabis that's crazy yeah. man oh right we have to get uh, to 25 not 20 i don't know why i was thinking we had to get to 20 well it's more than 25 <laughs> for medical right gotcha gotcha mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, ice cream cake is, is giving you problems there. That's what it is. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, the, the thing that really has upset me in the States is that our, our vice president during her debates had looked straight into the camera and, yeah. and said that they would push for marijuana legalization and didn't mm -hmm. and, and hasn't, or at least I haven't seen, seen it happening on a level that really feels significant. Um, wow. I will admit I have been in a bit of a book launch hole for the past, like I would say six months. And so it, it's better to not... be in there. Stay in there. Don't come out. It's yeah. not nice out here. It's not nice out here. <laughs> no. And so I, my finger has not been on the pulse of the cannabis community from a federal or national perspective, <laughs> but um, I am blown away at how Vermonters have embraced having legalized dispensaries and things like that. Like they are making so much money. They don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. You're seeing the place. It's it's not packed to the point where like you're waiting in line to get in all the time. Um, or at least I haven't been in that position, but I'm, I'm just so grateful for how all the dispensary workers seem to be they're so excited. They're so happy to be doing what they're doing and able to provide it. It's just such a great vibe. Every dispensary that you walk into, people are informative. They're they're kind and gentle. You know, they aren't mm -hmm. like pushing things on you or treating you like you're a newbie or anything. It's it's been just glorious. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it seems to be a kind of a user kind of thing. You know, we're just more laid back and friendly than most yeah. folk are, and more accepting to newcomers as well. I think so too. I think mm. so too. So does the your book or the uh, section of the book that talks about cannabis? Yeah. Does it uh, relate to something like that when you're in the dispensary? How are you supposed to treat no, people? No, so we didn't take it that far. Um, right. That's that's the kind of stuff that we put into higher etiquette because we felt it 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 would serve more people in a more dedicated book to cannabis as opposed mm -hmm. to our larger book. Um, in the in the larger book, it's more about being confident. Um, uh, stating whether it's welcome or not when you have house guests or something like that, or if someone right, brings right. it over, you know, to your house and you're uh, not comfortable with it, finding mm -hmm. a finding a polite way to not make them feel shamed, but yeah. to put that know, shit how it stinks. Yeah, exactly. What do you yeah. think you're doing? There are kids <laughs> here. It's like oh, not a bad point. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's good but, points to put in the book, really, isn't it? I mean, what would what is the advice given in the book when say somebody's coming to visit you don't just smoke around your house? What what do you say to them? I think that the the advice we would give, and I'm not sure that we actually have exact sample language in the book right now, um, but the advice that we have would be to say like, oh, I'm so sorry, I should have mentioned, you know, before you came, that's not something that, that I feel comfortable, you know, having in my house, um, you know, feel free to take a walk, or if you don't mind enjoying it later, I'd really appreciate that. Um, I think those would be the polite ways to do it. It's a little more complicated when it's someone's medicine and it's mm -hmm. why, um, a lot of people who, who take it as a medicine have like often are advised to find secondary ways of doing it, you know, like a, yeah. a contingency mm -hmm. plan for doing it that works for you and other people, even if smoking is your favorite or vaping is your favorite way to consume it. Mm -hmm. um, knowing and having an edible that you could trust. Um, I was a really big fan of the patches. Have you guys ever seen those? No, damn. Oh, this, it's cool. So mm. it's like literally like a, like a patch, like a giant band-aid and you stick it on your wrist 
and it it it's a subdermal um it's mm-hmm. not subdermal what am i trying to say it can go subcutaneous well is that that's that's where you go under the skin with like a okay that's uh, like an injection with a needle right transdermal transdermal thank you all right yeah we it's get a transdermal later. and so it's being absorbed through your skin into your system and i had one of those it was kind of funny i put on the okay this probably isn't funny but like i put on <laughs> the wrong one one day and it was one that was really going to knock me out and put me to sleep and i didn't realize it and i was conducting all these interviews for that book um, for the the higher etiquette book, and I was like falling asleep during the interview. <laughs> wow! And maybe like, I need those. Oh pe- man, this whatever it was, I don't know. It was some some combination of cannabinoids that you know was really gonna. Knock <laughs> but would that bring in weed around people's houses, uh, especially for medicine? It's a problem we have here in the UK because yeah. it, it's in such a grey area right now. It's illegal for medical use. If you can go through the the um, the, what, what's it called when you first go to the doctor and fucking I can't remember. But you, anyway, you go to the doctor and they decide whether you can have cannabis mm-hmm. as medicine. You have to pay for that uh that consultation. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you buy the cannabis after that, and then you're legally in possession of what is essentially an illegal substance. Totally. And the problem is. Uh, there's a, a large portion of the police force here in the UK that are unaware that cannabis is legal for medical use. And you see really? in the newspapers, sometimes there'll be news articles like how to tell if your neighbors are using cannabis and what to do if you suspect them of using cannabis. So there could be somebody who is a legitimate legal medical user of cannabis in the UK. And they step out into that back garden to smoke a cannabis cigarette, which is completely legal for them to do so and they've got the prescription they've paid for it they've got all the paperwork but then their neighbor smells it and And it's like yo i'm gonna i'm calling the police because that's what the daily mail suggested and you know they phone the police and the police come around start kicking off people's doors and then they're like i'm in legal possession but then the police officer who shows up isn't aware that it's legal for medical use and then people can be arrested for it. You know, it's it's so fucked up here in the UK. That brings a really good etiquette point. If I'm looking at that situation, like if that was something someone wrote into our awesome etiquette podcast about, I would be looking at that point where you've got something that could be perceived as illegal and it's going the smoke. It means it's going to have an impact on the environment around you. Mm -hmm. I think that's a point where even though it's medical and technically, you know, from an etiquette perspective here in the States, at least you don't have to disclose medical personal information to other people. That's confidential. Mm -hmm. That's your own. I would be very willing to tell my neighbors, listen, I have been prescribed cannabis for a condition that I have. I want to let you know that I, I, I have to smoke it outside. I can't smoke it in my house. So occasionally that, that smell may come, please let me know if it's ever bothering you. I'm help, 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 like happy to do what I can. Yeah, but you um, see but for I, me, Lizzie, like, my, my like, neighbors are absolute yeah. fucking dickheads. Are they, you know? would they be assholes about it? <laughs> yeah. Especially the one group, they would be just assholes about it. And you know, they, I have my living room windows open on a cool day to let some fresh air in and they'll just be sitting out there smoking their tobacco stinking yeah. out my living room and i can't yeah. say anything to him so if i was in legal yes, possession you, of cannabis ask them, like hey do you guys mind moving to a different corner of the yard or and they'll be like 
fuck you, you dickhead. Fuck you speak off. to me again. I'm going to come <laughs> over there and knock your fucking head off. That's what they legitimately probably it is would true. say. You can't I'll control be... other people's actions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but it, some people are just, just fucking idiots, ain't it? You can't do yeah. anything about them. So this is the problem people have in the UK. They just be, wow. you know, even though they are in legal possession of cannabis and using it legally, they still suffer because of it. it it's fucking ridiculous. Like uh, if I, I was like a legal user of cannabis, then my neighbors could complain and potentially even, you know, to the people who own my house, complain to those. And then yeah. you could be in a position of being evicted because you're using what can be seen as an illegal substance. It's such a gray area here in the UK. Oh. It's an absolute farce, man. Man. Yeah, it's shit. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, I hope you're enjoying your ice cream cake. Position of privilege talking to you guys. I'm like, oh, and look, don't we walk in the dispensary? And it's nice. Yeah. It's I'm glad you sound so happy, Lizzie. I'm like, I'm I feel like an asshole. Like, <laughs> no, but you mentioned you said uh, something about your etiquette podcast. What's that? Yeah, so we have um, for for over eight years, we're almost up to five hundred episodes. We have wow. a podcast, yeah, that is a question and answer weekly show. We never take a break. We have uh, every single week we are available, um, and we take questions on on etiquette issues, and it it's like ranges from everything from. We had house guests over and one of them was very particular about what pizza toppings we needed to order. And it took half an hour to figure out what to get for dinner. Like and pineapple, arrived, pineapple, for example. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. And she, <laughs> he goes, and then it arrived and she ended up eating like all these. And someone else said that they didn't care, but they ended up eating only one particular flavor that someone else had cared about. Like, how the hell do you deal with pizza toppings? I mean, like that was one of our biggest reasons reaction questions we had so much feedback about it wow. all the way to stuff like classic um you know how do i how do i respond to invitations how do i handle my great aunt bringing an entire main course dish to our thanksgiving dinner that i didn't ask her to bring how do i uh talk to my friend who i lent my lake house too and she didn't quite leave it the way i'd like her to like you know like <laughs> oh i mean it runs the gamut there was a 13 year old who wrote in saying that his little brother sometimes has to come on play dates with him and he wanted to know how to handle like how responsible for his brother's manners is he is it embarrassing to tell the brother to say please and thank you or is it like helpful to tell the brother to say please and thank you what hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. i've got one for you but i saw yeah. a story it's just one of these it was oh man i don't even think i, I should tell this but i'm going to now because <laughs> i've mentioned it but i just read you this story to, right this it. woman it's, it's one of them internet memes she said she was on a date around her boyfriend's house they they'd mm -hmm. newly got together and she needed to go for a number two Oh. Right? So she's proceeded to take this number two and then the toilet was blocked. So, oh, she, <laughs> so she didn't know what to do. So she took the number two and she put it in the cat's litter box. Oh my God, that's so inventive. <laughs> you know? That's embarrassing. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but then the guy has asked her, like five minutes after he's discovered this, he's like, like Did you put poop in, in the litter box? <laughs> she's like, 
no. He's like, right, because my cat died last week. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what the fuck, bro? So what do you do in that situation then, Lizzie? What's oh the God, etiquette so here? So <laughs> we do we do cover in the book the 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 you know comically terrible situation of you know you're hosting a, a party in a in a one you know like a, a a flat with only one bathroom in it and you're it gets clogged and it's like there's and you're the one who's clogged it and it's just so embarrassing. I honestly believe admitting defeat is the only thing you can do. You're human. Let's remember everybody poops. We have discovered wonderfully disgusting things about all of the unfortunate like stomach problems that people can have that give them chronic cases of diarrhea or gas or constipation or all kinds of things. And so I think it's, I think we're in a better reality to say like, over to our go over to your host and say listen i have unfortunately done the terrible thing of clogging i have wrecked your bowl bro (laughs) and i'm hoping that we can handle this discreetly but if we can't i wanted you to be aware as soon as possible and tell you i am so sorry (laughs) like (laughs) but i think that's like all you can do right like hold Mm -hmm. your head high and be like i am really sorry about that i own that yeah. <laughs> own it <laughs> avoid specifics call it a plumbing problem you know be, be yeah. tactful about it that kind of stuff but yeah it, but might as well fess up now because sooner or later somebody's gonna find out and the, in the i really want to know did the did the couple stay together <laughs> oh there was no more information no that was it uh- <laughs> broken or not or if he thinks it was so hysterical that that's what she did i would have so much sympathy for someone who tried to cover something like that up in such a way and got busted because they didn't know the cat had died like there's just so but you know if, if, if they're together like that surely she would have known that his cat died recently i would have thought surely. too yeah surely but you know yeah, I won't analyze the story too much <laughs> yeah no, but that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. that would be one epic like origin story of a couple though Come on now. Oh God. Yeah, you imagine <laughs> telling that. Oh tell- gosh. Exactly. Right? <laughs> every time. We knew it was destined because <laughs> he didn't judge her for this. <laughs> no, he, he let her pass on this one. He gave her a pass. <laughs> now sometimes it's so difficult to to get etiquette right, you know. So uh, oh, sometimes God. uh like uh I told a joke the other day <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> when we were having oh, a, a meeting with sponsors. Go. Here we go. Okay, wait, was it a joke or a joke? I like, will tell you what the joke is now, Lizzie, right? And okay. th- these uh they were having a discussion with me and Monkey about sponsoring Percy's World Room, our forum with uh, lights from HLG. And you know, right. she's, a, she's a lovely lady and she's driving home in the car with her fellow, her boyfriend Brock was driving. And I was like, I'll tell you a joke, right? And now I will tell you the joke, Lizzie. Knock, knock. Who's there? I eat mop. I eat mop poo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this joke is. <laughs> this has gone on for four interviews now. Every time he does this. <laughs> Was it bad etiquette for me to tell a joke to a potential sponsor of the forum like that? <laughs> funny i i would i would find that both like bathroom humor and funny and and it would be okay <laughs> but you could hear a fellow brock he was laughing in the background because <laughs> he's just driving the car and then he's just listening to her talk and then she's gone i eat my poo <laughs> I, eat, I eat my poo <laughs> 
He must have been like, what did you say? What? Uh, <laughs> uh, I need to teach my five-year-old nephew that. It'll drive my sister crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah it's an tell epic it to everybody one. after that. Once he knows epic. it's over. Yeah. Uh, I love that joke too much. Too much. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's uh, a really good one. Uh, sorry. Uh, just, laugh. <laughs> just still laughing about how funny that joke is. I've, I've caught loads of people on it so far. It's, it's hard so enough to you it's 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 not like there's somewhere there's some of those knock knock jokes that follow the same pattern and you can tell as you're gonna say like that's one where it doesn't register an, mm -hmm. until after you said it and that's what yeah. makes it so good uh, and the other one is as well is that knock knock who's there europe europe who <laughs> <laughs> you see <laughs> nobody's expecting that he's <laughs> Uh, sorry, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. No, write these down now, Lizzie. Write these down. You've got to go tell your five-year-old, your five-year-old nephew. Yes. <laughs> this is what I'll use on the dating scene again. You know what oh, I mean? jeez. <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't leave any deuces in the cat litter box, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That is just too great a story, too. Oh, man. <laughs> So yeah, I think I'll, 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 how do we get some things sent over to you? It's a good podcast there. Cause I want to drop that question on, on you for the show. <laughs> oh God, that's hysterical. We probably wouldn't use it on that show, but <laughs> I think we cover dog poo and it makes my cousin squirm so much. He even he can't stand even having to talk about flatulence and his, um, which is like, you know, passing gases. Like there's, there's an etiquette to that. You say, excuse me, try to, you know, move out of the room if you can. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's things to think about. No, have a dog him... so you can blame it on the dog. There you, know? you go. Like, but it makes him squirm, you guys, like just absolutely squirm. And his, his daughter, who's uh, six years old now, she figured out how to ask uh, their Amazon Alexa device to set alarms that are farts. <laughs> and so she is like she's pranking her dad all the time right? <laughs> I'm grossing him out. Oh, i will also man. say this seems to be a week where this is the theme i actually did an interview with oh was it i think it was the guardian and it was on the issue of of men sitting or standing when they pee and they had talked to like all kinds of people and whether it was emasculating or not. And it was coming down to the issue of like cleanliness and like Germany's like done this whole push to now like raise a generation of boys who are going to sit while they pee because it's cleaner. And like, it was just, it was fascinating, but like not my typical etiquette topics. Like we'll go there, but it's just like not my typical etiquette. Mm, what like, do you think this is, France? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I can see the point though, because you know, splashback, it, it happens, man. It's a real thing. It was a thing, and apparently mm. it's like way more of a thing. Like, you know, we all learned, I feel like during COVID about the the plume, the you said it, everybody smoke flush plume. Uh, wait. Oh wait, <laughs> wait, say that again. It, it, we're not allowed to say the C word, you see. And the it C is word? the C word that you, oh. you just said the C word. Are we talking about that thing that happened for like two and a half years? That's right. That's right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's just gotcha. a rule. If anybody says that, everybody who is listening has to smoke. Oh, well, please. Yeah. Let so me... there you go. There you go. Lizzie, breaking the rules, Lizzie. So that <laughs> worked. That's so funny. I... 
You can say it really. I Everybody enjoys it. smoking, so don't feel any pressure not to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's a real punishment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot what we were talking You're about. You're talking about the, the flush oh, plume. Oh, the flush plume that we learned about during the c word although we could say covid and everybody gets a second hit <laughs> the um they it it that that like came about and you know people were freaking out about it but realizing that like way more spreads out throughout the bathroom than you may initially think mm-hmm. and it's it's just really interesting to think that this that like it could become a consideration to sit down you know what i mean like from a health perspective which is just a wild i would be very curious if any future emily posted books end up giving me (laughs) or if we're just gonna not go there (laughs) (laughs) the proper etiquette is to place just a few sheets of toilet paper onto the water so it doesn't make a big splashy sound and then place yourself upon the seat See, we and could. Piss. You, I'm telling you, we could move you over to to the United <laughs> States, and you could buy weed in stores and write etiquette. Oh, the, living the dream, living Live the, the dream. dream. One day, I hate this fucking country. But, oh no! Yeah, it's such a shame because I used to love this country so much. I used to yeah. be like a proper Englishman, but now I fucking hate it and I want to get out of it. It's a shame. It's a shame. But that's Do you guys way think any of the monarchy smokes weed? Like, can we have a monarchy weed Ooh. discussion? Uh, Are well, we allowed to? Yeah, of course we can talk about whatever we want. You know, since uh, since the Queen died, it's you know, fuck the monarchy, man. Nobody cares. No, it's Aww. like they they're just these old people running around with a shitload of money now. It's like yeah. the people just really don't want anything to do with it. They only were happy with it because the Queen was like the country's grandmother. Everyone, you know? Yeah, loved her. Yeah, and she, well, she'd always been around. That's the thing. But now, now it's like we have King Charles. It's like King who? King who? Fuck. We've always been a queen. Hashtag not my king, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are calling them sausage fingers and shit. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 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 Prince Harry, but I don't think he's Prince Harry anymore because he uh, gave his title back then or some shit. But he has used cannabis before, allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. Yeah, he's he's admitted that in his book, mm-hmm. which I'm about halfway through. Oh, are you reading that spare book? I am. Loads of people be taking the piss out of it so much. Like he's gone on about all the turmoil he went through when he was a kid. Uh, and one time, my dad he took his fingers and his thumb and he pretended to take my nose out of my face <laughs> and went on like I was horribly disfigured. And I've How been could any tormented ever be- since. <laughs> <laughs> no. and, you know, when people go on about it, you know, he didn't suffer anything when he was a kid. It's like people forget that his mother died when he was reasonably young, man. And that's got to be shit for him to go. It yeah, yeah, horrible, tragically yeah. as well. Like, and, and publicly. Yeah. It's... Violently, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, he, I, I've respected that he that it was better not to see the photo. Like he talks in the book about, yeah. I think, not seeing all of the photos and, and how that was probably a, 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 a gift that the person who, who showed him what the car crash looked like mm-hmm. had, had done mm-hmm. for him. And, uh, and we can clearly see yeah. that the British media has been brutally racist towards Meghan. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's clear from the way they treated his brother, William. Yeah. Uh, Prince William is his name, his brother, right? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm asking oh. Americans, the name of the monarchy, you guys <laughs> might know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm one of those silly Americans who follows it fairly closely. So. Oh, <laughs> but wow. there's like uh, when his wife, uh, William's wife, what's his name again? Catherine. Catherine, that's right. Yeah. When she was pregnant and she's 
holding the baby bump and stuff. It's like, oh, look how glamorous she is and how much she loves being pregnant. And then you'll see pretty much exactly the same situation, but Megan is holding the baby bump instead. And it's like, oh, look, she's just seeking attention. Why can't she leave her baby bump alone? Uh, it's I've just it's, yeah, it's yeah. fucking ridiculous the double standards like they were treated and then they'll will also try and say no they weren't being racist that's just them being too touchy and it's like no this was clearly the fucking case man it was clearly yeah. the case yeah there I, it's definitely there i actually mm. in having started to read the book i've gone back and you all will know better than i what this paper's reputation in the uk is but the um the daily mirror they oh, have a savagely, savagely shit. Is it? Oh, crap. <laughs> so, so bad. Okay, because so I've been listening to their podcast and it starts. Um, oh, does it just go all the way through? Like, like it goes. Well, no, not quite like that. Um, it goes. It starts from before Megan is announced as Harry's girlfriend. Right. And then it's still going. And so and I've been blown away at how positive and for Megan they are, how they they even they had a whole conversation about um, racism and unconscious bias in the show that was like one of the better conversations I've heard about it. Right. And they've it, like they really talk about her in a way. One of the Russell, somebody who's one of the one Russell of Russell Brown. Yeah, um, no, <laughs> no. He's the only um, Russell I know. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a writer for the Mirror, and he covers the Royal Beat. And he hmm. he when he talks about Megan, when he watches her give a speech or something, you can hear the genuine awe and admiration that he has for her. And so it it was really I I was like after reading this or halfway through reading this book I was like I want to hear like I want to be reminded what some of the rhetoric was about them and apparently I picked like the one thing that's been glowingly positive like yeah, just for their one whole thing. careers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was like really interesting okay but I happened to choose a shit paper huh that was oh the yeah yeah that was uh, and stop listening to that podcast don't support them. Don't do it. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. But they're all shit um, newspapers here in the UK. None of them are good. They're all are crazy. they? Yeah, they, you guys don't like any of your publications. You they're all like... owned by the same person. It's all oh. Rupert Murdoch's fucking empire. And there's nothing we can really do other than get opinions which Rupert Murdoch wants us to see. There's no. It's all the same shit nowadays. Back in the day, it used to be a little different. We had the Sun newspaper, which is known as a Tory paper because okay. they just promote Tory propaganda, which is essentially the Republicans in, in, in America. Of, of you know? UK. Yeah, okay. yeah. And <laughs> the Sun would just promote that. But we used to have the the Times, which is more of a... Because there's tabloids. Wait, isn't there the, the Sunday Times? I, I, yeah, I did yeah. an interview with them too this week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow, Ooh, what well, were you doing on this I'm, show? I don't know. <laughs> if they're all shit, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you come on High and Homegrown when you go on like The Guardian and The Sunday Times? You know, and then you're here with us, just change shit. Yeah, yeah. They don't smoke weed, Mackie. Oh, yeah, no. ex just seriously, mm. this is the only one I get to smoke pot on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the media is really bad in the UK. And is I think it? it's, it's bad all over the Western world now. It's hard to find anybody who has, uh, I don't know, and just an objective opinion about things. Everybody has to try and fit the narrative. And if you don't fit the narrative, you get shut down. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's no, the way it is. It, for me, it's a lot of the, the problem I, I feel is the 
<clears throat> the 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 manipulation of headlines bothers me mm. greatly because in the world that we live in a lot of people do just scroll through that news feed flipping through the headlines and the fear tactics that they put in place and sometimes the straight out like misdirection i'll say rather than lies but like they literally you get a headline and i'm not going to come up with a good example right now because i'm like halfway through this joint but <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be something that that makes you think the story is going one way and about something and then you actually read it and has nothing to do with that mm -hmm, and it mm -hmm. bothers me that bothers me so much the clickbaitiness yep. of it i find really atrocious and mm -hmm. i haven't found a single organization that doesn't doesn't employ it in some way shape or form and that bothers me but i'm a big fan of our um we have a uh, uh, national public radio here that I really, I, I like their reporting quite a lot. Right. Um, and the the state level of it um, mm -hmm. is actually an organization that my sister works with. And I really do, Dan and I used to go, my business partner and cousin and I, we used to go record our podcast at their studios. And when you're meeting the people who are creating that news and coming up with the stories and all that, and you see how, how genuine they are, it, I don't know, that's an, that's the one news experience I have where it, it feels really good, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just different here in the UK. Do you it's... guys have that? Do you have something that's like a, like, like a pub, like a, like, um, you know, well, we have the BBC, which is like uh, it's paid for by licenses, but they are just corrupt as really? fuck. And they would just promote Tory propaganda like they do yeah. this when there's huge protests, like hundreds and legitimately this has happened where hundreds of thousands of people have gone to the streets to protest against the government and the BBC say nothing about it. Absolutely nothing. It's absolutely it's shocking. Wow. They just the whole thing is just a farce. They just tell you what they want you to know to keep them in power, to keep them making money. And if you say anything about it, then they'll arrest you for something. Wow. Yeah, it's oh. bad, man. It is airstrip one over here. Yeah, and that's a reference to 1984. You know, that's gotcha. what uh, that's what the UK was known as in in 1984, airstrip one. And it's essentially yeah. that. It's shocking. Wow. It seems like a real nice place, but it's got its act together, but it's not. It's a sinking ship, and oh. loads of rats have already fucking fled, you know, and, and more will still flee. Uh, we're going to spread plague all over the world. Becky, take a hit. Take a hit, man. Take a hit. You're like bumming me out. I am such a, a, a what's the word when you love all British culture, like a Britophile? Like, you know, yeah, you see, yeah. Just, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, they're tricking it? you, man. They're, they're tricking you. It's a lie. So like, we it's not, love it. We, yeah. I, or at least I've fallen in love with it. It's That's like, what it was like 20 years ago, for sure. Okay. Yeah. But we, since that. then, we've we've had 12 years of uh, Tory government, which has been just austerity and cuts everywhere. And yeah. it's been bad. It's been bad. But yeah, we should. What does the Labour Party <laughs> need to do to switch it, man? That they need to fuck off as well because they're shit too. <laughs> they're shit too. So you yeah, need a yeah. third. Do you guys have third parties? Like we have third yeah, we, parties that pop we do, up every but now and again. And they're never powerful down. enough to win an election, though. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Same here, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just that we have uh, the Tories and Labour. Well, Conservatives and Labour is what they're properly called. But uh, they both just, they're the same party with different colour ties on. That's all. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's fucked here in the UK. 
and this is what makes me skeptical about the, the legalization of cannabis because they're already making a shitload of money. They're so crooked. You know, it's just crony capitalism all over. It's like they don't even care about opening up another stream. Yeah, they they get, they don't care about what the people want. It's all about what what's good for them and what's good for their their donors. Mm-hmm. And their donors already are making a shitload of money from medical cannabis and cannabis all over the world. The UK used to be the largest exporter of medical cannabis in the world. Really? I don't know whether that, yeah, I don't know whether that still is the case because so many other places have legalized now. But for a long time, the UK was the biggest exporter of medical cannabis in the world and they were making a fucking fortune of it. Not they as in us as in me, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. the government, the top guys, you know, the uh, the ministry, the party, they are making plenty of money from cannabis and they just don't want to share the pie with anybody else. Simple oh, as that. See, one of the really cool things, I, I'm so proud of my state. Like it's mm-hmm. a, and that's a being proud of your state is like definitely a thing here in the U S um, and I, our state, when it came to legalization, they set up a select board who really studied, talked, like, uh, did a lot of the on the ground work to figure out what the best type of system would be. And not just the best type of system, but the most equitable system. Mm -hmm. And when you have a small state, we're under a million people in my entire state. Wow. That's small, you know, it's probably smaller than the towns you guys live in. Yeah. Less than my city. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. my whole state. And when you've got that size population with like a handful of people holding the medical dispensary licenses, yeah. they who've already reaped a lot of the reward from the industry and the, the opening of the medical side of the industry, you know, hearing originally that like those five people are going to get the immediately the the license to be able to turn into a thing over people like small growers that have been forced to just do CBD for years that sort of thing. It was, it was really sad. And this select board came out with recommendations that I, I I don't know how other people in the community felt, but I felt so good about them. Mm -hmm. It was things like um, people who had previously been incarcerated on cannabis charges, got preferential treatment for getting a license to sell it. And Mm -hmm. that's amazing to me. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a system saying, Hey, we did you wrong before. We're going to give you a chance to do this and do this the legal way. Mm -hmm. And that is like so mind blowingly beautiful to me. And you saw all these small businesses, my friends who are growers, I can walk into a store five minutes from my house. They live an hour and a half from my house. Um, and actually just go buy their weed from, from the store. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. That's how it should be done, man. it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, they've, um, I, I appreciate that they're putting as many checks and balances into place to keep it out of kids' hands. Yeah. Um, I am a big, even though I started smoking when I was 16, I am a big fan of encouraging youth to wait until their bodies and brains have developed to start adding substances to the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, I, for me personally, I feel like I've seen too many people for whom it didn't have a good reaction because there were underlying things with their development that, that presented at, either, you know, uh, puberty type ages, or again, at 18 to like 21. And I just feel like your body isn't done developing at that point. And Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm glad that the state's doing what it can. I'll be curious to see, you know, how that continues. But 
just really, really impressed with being able to set up a system that seems like it's got some equity behind it, that seems like it's thinking about all levels that someone could enter this at. Mm -hmm. and um and and really happy about that i oh god i i really wish that 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 your politicians over there could could see the benefits of doing it oh they see the benefits they see oh it. yeah but it's not for us benefits not for, for them not mm. rules for thee not for me gotcha. this, is how, this is how it works in the uk gotcha yeah it's crooked. It's so crooked. Fuck that. Okay, but seriously, so who out <laughs> of this monarchy that you hate now that the queen is dead would you want to <laughs> smoke with, or who do you think who do you think is most likely to actually like take a toke at a great? No, I'll smoke with any of them. Realistically, they are probably all just nice people. You yeah, know, I, I haven't met any of them, but the majority of people who I have met throughout my life have been yeah. good people. There's very That's few good. arseholes out there and it's probably the same for them. But the media and other people's opinions can easily taint your opinion of people. So of you people. can't listen to that shit. You know, if I go yeah. to King Charles, be like, bro, you want to blaze? And he's like, yeah, cool. I'll be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's going to be like, is it organic and sun grown? <laughs> and I'll be like, <laughs> and I tell him, he's like, you don't give a fuck, sausage fingers. Sure. <laughs> Come on, Charlie, roll it up. <laughs> but, you can't roll with them fingers, no way. Well, that's it. Everybody's most of the time, people are just cool in general. So I'm happy to smoke with anybody, man. Even yeah. if I disagree with them or think they're an arsehole, it's still good to smoke and get somebody else's point of view about things. You know, there's a reason yeah. why people think the way they do. That's and one it, of the reasons I like this show. Why? Because we're dickheads? No, because we smoke <laughs> and get people's perspectives. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it. That's what we do. You know, we just like talking, man. That, that's how we roll. It really, it really is nice to just be able to talk to people and get their perspective on things, whether you agree with it or not. And I think that's something that's lacking nowadays. People don't yeah. do that enough. There's too many echo chambers, man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can easily get into one as well. It's like it's easy to get into an echo chamber when you're with the cannabis community because you speak a lot to just cannabis users and you forget that there are people out there who really think that this is the devil's lettuce oh, and yes. one cannabis can kill you. you know? yep. And so it's easy to forget that sometimes as well. Some people really don't like it. Yeah, mm. no, it's very, very true. And, and other people whose perspectives, like where, where they're from, if it's something that, uh, because it's often an, an underground industry mm -hmm. has destroyed a lot of communities because of any, any version of the bad side of the underground industry, not the like sweet grower who's supplying their community in a nice and lovely way, mm -hmm. but the people who are killing each other for large amounts of it and, yep. and taking out other people and that kind of stuff. I feel mm -hmm. like it's, it, it's there, it, there can be that side to it. And if you've grown up with that, or if you've seen that as your only example, I, I can see why it just wouldn't, it wouldn't jive with you that you wouldn't think it was a good idea that it would be too big a risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I usually get when I enter in conversations with people who are against it down in the States is that, Oh, uh, it ruined my brother's life because, and it's because mm -hmm. he got into the industry, got caught up with the law, one thing or another. And so they'll never be in favor of cannabis because it ruins somebody in their family's life. But yeah, unfortunately we just have to talk about it. Maybe change it, change their mind once they see that, it's pretty benign once you get it out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Once, once you get the law out of the way, it's, it's really, it's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. That's, that's the biggest problem is the law. The most damaging thing about cannabis is the fact that it's illegal in so many fucking places. 
the consequences of being in possession of it can fuck you up. Yeah, absolutely. There was this cool, not to like totally change the subject, but I was thinking about like when you just said, because it's been illegal for so long, it, Uh excuse me, there are so many amazing uses for it. I mean, we know it's been used for rope and sales and um, all, all paper production, like all kinds of things. And one of the coolest ways I've heard of it being used is in a compound called hempcrete. Which yeah, is like, yeah, seen that you've shit. heard about this. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you? Have you talked to the guys who do it? Have you had them on the show? No, no. Is there guys we can talk to? Yeah, I think so. I'll find. I've got a contact who used to write what was called the Highly, and they did an article on it, and it was really. I, I did some editing work for them, and um, I'll get you the name of the guy. Oh, that'd but, be cool. Yeah. Um, I like. I you know, it, I I dream. I'm I'm a dreamer, and I have a dream of, <laughs> of buying some property and building a house. And I but that's a dream and a half nowadays, Lizzie. I know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming big, Mackie. Etiquette's making a huge comeback right now. I swear, it's going to be money pouring into Emily Post. No, but the, the dream, and I, I live in an area where it's, it's, it is a dream to like get, get some property and, and mm-hmm. build that dream house and all that. And especially as I've hit 40 since I last saw you guys. Um, oh, congratulations. But thank you. I'm really looking to fine tune these dreams and and start making them happen so I can live with them for a bit. Mm. But I, I I keep coming back to the idea of hempcrete. And it's apparently it really has a lot of benefits for building with, especially when it comes to heating and cooling the space that that it creates. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like I, I'm wondering why we haven't seen something like that take off, especially in places like the United States, where like see, hemp production is something that that has been legal for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's that was it. These... Just looking for thoughts. <laughs> well, it's you. It's because it's new, so not many people have heard about it. And of course, there's already well established businesses that will be shut down and put out of business if hempcrete takes off. So they spend a fair bit of money making sure that it don't. That it doesn't. Yeah, I think it will. As it becomes more and more known, though, and becomes Mm -hmm. more and more known that it's an environmentally friendly way of building, I think it will take off. And Uh, Bubba Huck in the chat there said, uh, "Hempcrete survived a bushfire here this Mm -hmm. week." It's great technology. It's it's Mm. low tech and it's great tech. You know. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's very fireproof, which is surprising when you think about all the ironic fucking weed. Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) In this form, you smoke it. In this form, no, you... it won't burn. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but it's, it's really, really cool shit. Yeah, it does seem very cool, man. It does seem to have a lot of potential. Well, you get to sequester all that carbon. Mm-hmm. And any pesticides or any, any negative stuff that the hemp picked up can also be sequestered into the hemp crate as well. So, I mean, it could be a double win there. It, it could be an environmental cleanup and a building material. So, wow. Exactly. That's one mm. of the th- most amazing things I think about that plant. The the bioremediation is un- like that just blows my mind. And it's every every plant I've ever grown in a pot, I've then taken whatever soil that was and thrown it in my garden. And my garden goes crazy for that soil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> the roses just like bloom like crazy. The zinnias like super tall and bright. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's lots of food and bacteria in the soil after a while. Yeah. 
and plants love that shit. Do you do much growing? You still growing your own cannabis, right? I do. But not I right do. now because it's outdoors. You grow, obviously, right? yeah. 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 But no, I do still grow my own, and I I really love it. I'm actually looking this year to switch up my strains, which is I was surprised at how emotionally hard it is. <laughs> I am, I am feeling like I'm. I I told myself this year I was not going to do the whole go from seed and do well so i've done both i've got i've gone from seed and i've cloned and the cloning for the for the summer crop to a summer crop it means that you're nursing some clones for like six months in your mm -hmm. basement in the winter mm -hmm. and i just decided i couldn't do that this year but i am I, first of all i'm dying to get my hands on some of this ice cream cake by sherbert sorbet or what sorbet sherbert um yeah. seeds so that i can grow my own or if i can find some clones i would love it if men just sells clones of them but i haven't checked their website but um there that that's i'm i'm looking to change up what i've been doing i feel like my strains are starting to wane that they're just they've they've been third or fourth generation now and i don't feel like they're doing as well well have you um, considered getting some autos in because if you grow the auto flowers they take about 12 weeks from start to finish you could get two harvests in and a numerous strains then and then you have I a good selection the the um auto flower I thought they were more for indoor grows. Is that no? Yes, no, no? They, they, they're for growing. You can do grow. You indoors can do or outdoors, man. Just grow it. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Just any kind of growing. Yeah. If you're um, growing uh, photo periods, if you're growing cannabis outdoors at all, then yeah, autos should do just fine, man. As long as you don't, you know, you obey the rules of looking out for the last frost and make sure that's out of the way. First yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Warm enough for oh, that's good there. to know. I don't know why I was under the assumption that that was more for an indoor grow. I... It, autos have got loads of, uh, misconceptions about them from all the bro science that gets done and you know you have to plant them in their final part otherwise they'll stay small and all this bullshit it's it's bullshit yeah it's, it's all bullshit it's treat it like a cannabis plant man like like you treat your other one you would just start okay. flowering on its own and if Earlier. you put that thing in a decent sized pot out there in the garden and it gets like four or five weeks veg then it flowers for six weeks and then, then mm -hmm. it's done man i might have to try that this year now, how many are you allowed I... to grow so you're allowed to grow, oh, what is it? It's like two mature plants and four immature plants at the same time. So you and could do a rotation too. I think that's only limited to THC. I think you can grow more CBD, which I and also- Is anybody really checking though? Yeah. No, I, I can tell you, no, no one has ever mm. come to my house and asked me to try and prove. And the right. lawyer I spoke to oh, said my God. it would be very hard for- them yeah. to try and prove that i knew i had planted too many of the wrong kind she's exactly. got three mature plants and three fetching plants arrest her you know? <laughs> exactly. not quite what happens here in the great mm -hmm. state mm -hmm. of vermont um but it is uh i do i do still love to grow i have um there's a particular soil here in vermont that i really love it's called jolly roger and Ooh. it's by by the vermont uh compost company and it is unbelievable. I've never seen plants get so excited about, uh, yeah, about growing. And last year was really fun. I had my tallest plant I've ever grown. It was like freaking 14 feet high. It was so wow. <laughs> what, was, what was the, no, it was uh, probably more like, uh, honestly, it was probably more between 10 and 12, but it felt like 14 when you just mm -hmm. like stare up mm -hmm. at it, like Jesus, you're twice yeah. as big. Um, I wouldn't say it produced great weed. But okay. it was really fun to see it get gigantic. Mm -hmm. um, this was also a year I did a better job with uh, lollipopping my plants. 
Mm-hmm. And so I was glad that I got sort of some bigger nuggets on top for my, for my kind of top head colas. And then, um, I also though experienced the very dreaded powdery mildew. Oh, wow. And no, yeah. It happens outdoors, man. First year dealing with that. And I'll be honest, I'm like, I, I did all the treatments. It all looked good. Like didn't, you know, didn't keep anything that, that had it on the nuggets. And I am nervous as hell to smoke that weed. <laughs> well, you can, well, it's, I suppose it's dry now, so you can't really do much about it. But when you have the powdery, powdery mildew, you can wash that off using H2O2. Jorge Cervantes yes. has a real good video of it. So we yeah. did some treatments and I forget what it, it was probably what you're talking about, mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. I, I bought it at my local, you know, grow shop and, yeah. um, and, and did do the treatments, but it didn't have me feeling confident. I'll be yeah. honest. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. like, I just, that was, I've dealt with caterpillars. I've dealt with spider mites. I have not dealt with a, a disease like a mildew before. And yeah. it, I was surprised at just how hesitant I am about this year's grow. Oh, well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the unseen enemy there. That's, that's the problem. You can't really tell if you got it all yet. And that's I, the hard that one. Makes me nervous. <laughs> I get so, you. It's got me using those dispensaries a little bit more this year, I think. So um, you still have all the way from the last year. I have. Yeah. So I have still quite a lot from my 2002, uh, 2021 harvest. Whoa. That's going to be cured, man. It's, 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 yes. <laughs> um, I kept humidity packs in it. One of them, one of the jars I opened after not opening for a very long time. And it had like resin all over the lid of the jar. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Wow. It, it like developed its own concentration system inside its little jar. Um, but they, they've all been smoking good still. I've been surprised. It hasn't, it, it's not so dry that I, I feel like I'm like, oh God, this is old weed, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but so I still have a lot of my 2021 harvest. And again, because I've been tentative about that 2022 harvest, um, I got the main stuff that I felt really good with, dealt with, trimmed up and and into its jars and, and curing. And then mm-hmm. um, the rest of it is still hanging in my basement workout room. Just hanging. And it's it. hanging and it's dry and I have to deal with it and I don't want to. It's, it, but this is it. This is part of being a home grower right now. Yeah. Anybody who listens to this show and hears this, but it's just hanging there. But you know, when you're a home grower, sometimes you do just leave plants hanging yep. there for a month before you yep. do anything with it. No, you it's... really do. And and mm-hmm. I do like you try to do things like make sure the room doesn't get too dry and shit like that, but like it's too much for me to trim on mm-hmm. my own. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a lot of friends who really want to help. Shocking. So... <laughs> but you know, so... you always say like, I'm going to put that in a jar tomorrow. I'll do it. Tomorrow's oh. the day. Well, and then the holidays happen and <laughs> mm-hmm. then you go dog sit for half a month and then you, <laughs> and yep. Yep. next thing you know. And you come back mm-hmm. and you're like, oh yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. You know? <laughs> no, no. I honestly, what I probably need to do is just take it all out to the fire pit and burn it and just like get the name. You, you could make some it. edibles out of it, right? Yes. And that is something where the powdery mildew doesn't become a problem. And mm-hmm, so right. that's, that is honestly, this, this 2022 crop will probably be a crop that I just make edibles out of. Yeah, just do it. Ooh, yeah. Do dry ice hash and then take uh, the keef and turn that into edibles. Wow. Mm. Talk about kick. God, that that'll really knock kick. you out. 
That really would, man. That'd be one heck of an edible crop at that point. You can come hang out with me during harvest season anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Monkey! You know, he's I not even it. far away, you know, just about four days drive or something from north to south. Uh, yeah. Two days drive, but yeah. And it's not so bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> almost border to border. Yeah, pretty close. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. I, I forget, I'm am I allowed Gulf. to ask what state you're in or no? I just say Gulf of Mexico. It's, it's, okay, that's close gotcha, enough, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Those are just so you know, some of my favorite, like, I'm a really big New Orleans fan. Oh yeah, man. A lot of fun there. Mardi Gras time and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, is coming up. Um, it is actually. Yeah. Big time. And the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm a big New Orleans Saints fan. Big, mm-hmm. big. I, I used to go down to New Orleans quite frequently and my, my best friend lives there. My goddaughters are with her and it's, I, I really love that town. That, that was a place that in the States other than Vermont, I actually felt like home. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time in New Orleans. A uh, lot of fun there. Nice. You know, it's a it's a great place when you have uh, friends coming from the north. New Orleans is always a place that they want to go. So it's like, yeah, yeah. well, we go. Everybody meets there. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice place. Oh my god! I know what I wanted to tell you guys. Have Have you Ooh. guys seen? It's uh, okay. A Squid Game was coming out the last. It was out the last time that we all yeah. hung oh, out. Yes, yes. And we got to talk about it. And have you seen the like? There's a number of shows that have like Squid Game esque feels to them, but they're like reality shows coming out of Korea bro, right yo, now. Yo, bro, yo, hold on for a second, Lizzie. That's Is right. It- That's right. I fucking there was one, and it had a few Chinese people in there. I think they were Chinese anyway. Excuse me for being ignorant, but they, it was like a workout show that was showing up. How mostly they are, and it looked Korean. fucking. Was it Korean? Okay, yeah, and, it's yeah, Korean. Was Just like, like had, yeah, the, the strongest style. person in Korea or some shit. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to, it's like, it's called Physical, and it's on Netflix now, and I'm totally watching it. We've got to be calling it, we're talking about the same show. Yeah, no, it is, it definitely is. And they even have guys, like, the, 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 the people who are helping the contestants deal with things or their referees or things like that they wear the, the squid game masks like they they're just like the dudes the assistants in squid game it, absolutely, like the guys man. with the guns and it, it's it, i watched like three quarters of the first episode because i'm thinking come on when's the good shit gonna say they dramatize this to make it look like a reality tv show here it's <laughs> just well fucking sure and i've watched it for like 45 minutes where i'm like now this is reality TV. This is this this is they're yes. not killing it. And then what convinced me is the first event was they had to hang on these hang. bars above yes. water, and if they fell into the water, then they were out. And I'm like, they're going to fall in the water and be electrocuted, right? They're going to fall in the water. There's going to be sharks, right? You're going to see piranhas, right? That's it's actually gonna... acid, right? Yeah. And it's just they went plop, you know, like that woman's turd did before she put it in the fucking cat litter box. Just a plop. And I'm like, they're getting him out. He's not dead. Like, this is fake. <laughs> what is, fun? I'm not watching a reality TV show. <laughs> like hoping the people might actually be in peril. <laughs> uh, you know, and then you realize that no, they're just there for fun. No, that's not what I want to watch. So they have a second it's not the same idea but it's one that really intrigues me and it's one that um it's like called i forget what it's called but the idea is that there are hunters and runners and the, the it literally like the game is that like a pack of these hunters will find you and you have to run away from them like that's and that's the premise 
of the show. That's uh, <laughs> the, the story, the, mo the, the most dangerous game. That's all it it's really is. It's kind of like, it's a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Only they're not going to shoot you when they catch you. But like they, they put that kind of level of fear around it. So it's like uh -huh. you could be in your own thriller, <laughs> oh, like action geez. movie, whatever. <laughs> I'm loving what's coming out of Korea right now, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're making some good TV, man. Yeah, for Such sure. good TV. And hopefully Squid Game will come back. No show, but that's just because everyone's so polite right, on yeah. it. I think it's like so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad somebody else did notice that TV show as well. That fucking crooked ass pseudo oh, yeah. reality. I know it's reality TV. No pseudo not reality yeah. TV. <laughs> it just well, it made it show. feel so fucking like in the middle of both. Yeah, like it, it felt like Squid Games, but it was actually legit. But they well, weren't and killing anybody either. If you watch into the later episodes when they do things like wrestle each other and stuff, it's like legit. Like they're really like you carried on watching it. <laughs> yeah. I live on my own, Mac. I don't oh, have right. kids. Like I got time. <laughs> but no, I I did. I I and I definitely thought of you guys while I was watching it. I was like, I gotta talk about this. Man, and then there was uh, for the next season of Squid Game. Oh yeah, for sure. Now. Well, yeah, whenever that comes. Yeah, uh, I watched one the other day, and I've been meaning to watch it for ages. Monkey mentioned it ages ago, called Manifest. Right? And I'm like, oh, what should I watch? Yeah. I need a new season to watch while I go to bed. You know, so I'm flicking across, and I was like, oh, let's try that Manifest out. So I'm watching like like a whole episode, and I'm like, why does this feel like I'm missing something? Not, I was expecting they were going to do flashbacks at some point. You know, he's like, I see no plane crash here. What's going on, man? And, and then, like, at the end, I was like, let me just check what fucking season they're showing. Was that season four? So I just, <laughs> oh, you started on season four. Started okay. me off with season four. What the fuck, Netflix? Oh, God. <laughs> God damn, bro. Just gone fight the, the ultimate Not spoiler. Helpful. It's like, no, you know, no. all the way through season one, two, oh, three, I'm going to be like, well, yeah, he ain't going to die. He's sitting in season four. You know? <laughs> he's, still, he's still alive and four. Right. You know, fucking hell. Monkey, Ruined did it. you like it, Manifest? Um, you no, know, yeah, it was Manifest. Yeah, yeah. Sort of got uh, uninterested in it the longer it went on. Me it too. One of, the, one of those things. In the beginning, it was like, okay, what's going to happen next? But like a lot of these these series gets it gets labored after a while, and I think they they uh, they fell into that trap again. I had the same experience, and I, I I wasn't a big fan. It takes a religious turn at one point that I'm not down with, and it also kind of had a lot like a feeling of lost to it, where it's like it really interesting things that we then don't deal with. But we're uh -huh. recognizing that people are going to be mad if we don't deal with them. So now we're going to try to, and we kind of do it in a not great way. <laughs> uh, yes, man. The writing it suffered. Yeah. Bubble Hawk yeah. said in the chat that many manifest equals modern day lost. As if lost isn't modern day, bro. What the right? Fuck? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it only just came out. You're talking about lost isn't old. Just go on like that, man. <laughs> Fucking like Nirvana went out 30 years ago and shit. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. The Beatles just broke up, right? You know, what the fuck? What's going on here, man? Damn, that's crazy. I'm curious. What are you guys smoking these days? I, I don't know what I've just smoked. I've got a little bit in the monkey pipe here. I don't even know what the fuck it is. Yeah. The, the missus bought it from the, you know, the street weed because she still smokes. The wife still smokes cannabis. I, I use rarely you know, every few days, maybe. Maybe yeah. not even that nowadays, but just and it's just a little toke on the pipe, really. That's all I have as well. Nice. It went so long the other day. I went, I went to see my friend when I went to pick up this weed, you know, for the missus. 
And he's like, you still not smoking? I'm like, yeah, mate, it's been like so long since I had a joint. I think I might be able to pass a drug test. <laughs> and he's like, no way, you. So yeah, man, it's crazy, right? Because, you know, I was a hardcore stoner. Totally. Mm. But now I just take it when I want it rather than feeling like I need it all the time. And it's a much healthier relationship to have with cannabis. That's nice. It's a, I too have appreciated the times where it hasn't felt like something that has to be a part of things, but it's a choice. It's a choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for my own like sake, I've realized that there are ways in which it becomes too much of a habit. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that it's something that's very easy to kind of snap out of once you recognize that, but it is a bummer that it can become that way, that it mm-hmm, has that mm-hmm. kind of seductive quality to it. Everything Monkey, can become that way, man. Smoking? Monkey on mute. He sometimes I, mutes I was on mute. I was sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see it on that. What have you been it... saying? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much. Really. I've been smoking strawberry cough all this time. That uh, shit does make you cough. <laughs> at least me. <laughs> well, this one's not too bad. This is homegrown, and, and I've gotten pretty good at growing this one. Um, oh, nice. It's got a ton of it here, you know, Just, and no friends to share with. Oh. Oh. Do you not have a, a good circle of like stoner buddies? None of them know I grow. You know, that's a danger. You, you still, you still have a, a circle of stoner buddies that you're a home grower and you're not going to have weed for very long. <laughs> Every now and then they all have a little surplus that I'll give them a little extra that I have, but no, nobody knows that I grow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Aw, nobody to, to be garden buddies with. No, it's, well, it's I lame, would love that, but they, they, they wouldn't grow. They're consumers. These these people are not are not growers. So yeah. gotcha. imagine having a friend who grows, man. That would be nice. One day, maybe. One day, you know, <laughs> when my kids are old enough, we, you know, get them a little grosser up for their 18th birthday and be like, there you go, kid. <laughs> Here's a white widow bean and some cocoa. Let me show you what's going on here. <laughs> I do I have saying... one friend that is interested in learning to grow, but she doesn't have the patience for it. So I'm not even, honestly, I'm not going to put the time in. Uh, it's, yeah. it, it would be more like a, a, a waste of three months and then nothing, nothing at the end. So I yeah. feel you on that. I, yeah. um, I grow with a neighbor and we invited another neighbor to join us. And it's, I've been a little bit disappointed at how much I'm doing. <laughs> like <laughs> it's um it's 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 been one of those things where there there are some reasons for one of the neighbors because of her eyesight that I've got to be the one to do a lot of the deeper checking of things because she just mm-hmm. literally won't be able to see it. Mm-hmm. But um I realized when we brought the other one in that it wasn't really working the way I thought it would. And I don't, that's just it, you know, and yeah. they, people who don't love it really don't, aren't going to put the time into it. They don't. And they don't know how to pay attention to the plants. Like the one neighbor who I've been doing it with for a number of years, she really loves the plants. And so there is this, like, there's this kind of thing that happens where her love of it, her excitement of it really carries me through helping her do her end of it, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas the other one, it's kind of more like she's really excited about it, but she's forgetting to check on them. She's forgetting to tell me about changes she's seeing. She's <laughs> not watering them or like, oh. it's it's just not trimming them. I'm like, what's going on here, man? Like, you've got like- You got to say, sorry, you got to say, pull your weight or I'm taking weight out of your grow, motherfucker. 
Well, <laughs> that's another shit. thing. She hasn't even given me the part she was supposed to give me because oh they were my, my plants God. that I gave her. And I'm like, going, oh, girlfriend, this is, I don't want to have to ask more than three times. I don't mm-hmm. want to ask more than once. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't even have to ask. Like, nope. Damn. Yes, awesome. man. Where's the etiquette? Lizzie, That's, where you should hand her a fucking book and be like, yo, read this. Ooh, I kind of want to. kind of <laughs> yeah. want to. That's a whole new, whole new uh, lesson right there in etiquette, how to teach somebody Ooh. else to grow etiquette. Ooh. Yeah. Well, we talk a little bit about grower etiquette in higher etiquette because there's a lot about respecting people's grow that I learned on that research trip. Like, um, some people are going to be very cautious about anything getting into their grow room. And so respect that kind of tenacity. Like don't, don't, don't tell someone they're not okay or they're a jerk for doing, obviously they've got to be polite about it, but like it's, it, you really need to respect how a grower is telling you to behave around their plants. Like Mm -hmm. if it's no touch, if it's, you know, I remember going to some actual grows that were professional grows and you're putting on full like hazmat suits to go mm-hmm. through there. Mm-hmm. Like, and, yep. and you really, and you can't take pictures or all kinds of stuff. Yep. And so there's a, there's definitely a lot that goes with it, but also in the conversations that growers have with one another, they, this is not like a dick swinging contest. Like mm-hmm. this is supposed to be an expression of what someone's choosing to do. If they're asking for help, that's great. But like recognize there's, you know, more than one way to make this plant grow and make mm-hmm. it grow well and have a great product from it. So n- nobody's is the best. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Each exactly plant right. is completely different, no matter if it came from the exact same, if it's a clone, like you, it's going to have its own life and you have to treat it as its own thing. Anyway. Yeah. No, there was, <laughs> I went to my friend's house like uh, about a month ago and he was showing me pictures of his grow and yeah. it's like I can't, I can't say anything to him and he's picking through like Maggie's, look at Maggie's this one like, look at this one look it's like look I can't this is good for it right you know, like, this motherfucker you, you, you water them that. this week or something <laughs> 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 you know and it's uh, I, I would like it's to correct him on a few things but, but I'm like how do you know I'm like um I don't know. <laughs> no, just, just, yeah, yeah, they look really good. They're massive, aren't they? Oh, my God. Look at that nice orange light you've got there. That must use a lot of electricity. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I can't just say, mate, get rid of the HPS, man. Go and get this light. You know, which what's this medium? You should do it like this, do it like that. You know, I can't do none of that. No, I no. would like to help him. Or, you know, yo, go and visit Percy's grow room and you'll get some help over there because he goes to Percy's. By a Percy's, he finds high on homegrown. Then he listens to high on homegrown. He goes, I know that fucking voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay, <laughs> Can't do shit. Just have to let him suffer in silence, I'm afraid. <laughs> Sometimes it's the most polite way is to let people live their own mm-hmm. journey. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. So well, higher, higher etiquette. Where Higher can you find a copy of that from? They can get it uh, straight from our, our website. has actually a lot of options to choose from. So if you're looking for an independent retailer, if you're looking for a um, it, just Amazon or something cool. like that, there's all the options. Um, you can also actually on our website, emilypost.com, right now, any, web, any page that you go to on our website, you'll see a banner across the top for our latest book, Emily Post Etiquette, the Centennial Edition. Wow. And that book, if you click that link, that is to 
to purchase signed copies from a local Vermont bookstore. And we have had such a great relationship with them. You can also purchase copies of Higher Etiquette through them. And I can sign those for you if you're looking for a signed copy. Sweet. Um, so that was an option that we didn't have the last couple of times we've talked. So I was really excited about that. But um, yeah, please, please, please check out Higher Etiquette. Check out our 100th anniversary edition, um, the Centennial edition. These are two two awesome books. <laughs> very cool. Yes, very cool. Yes. And, and the other book as well, the main etiquette book, same thing? Same thing, same thing. The exact same place, emilypost.com. You'll see that banner right across every single page on the website that says, get your signed copy here. Nice. And that yeah. is the one with the first ever cannabis section in it. That's and, the, one and, and again, not a section, but talks about cannabis in it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sweet, man. Um, little baby steps, you know, baby steps. <laughs> we can get. Exactly, exactly. But it was too long in between this interview and the last one. We need to do it again more often. It's I would love always that. Always fun to chat to you, Lizzie. It's always very good fun. fun to hang out with you guys. Thank you so much for everything, and um, enjoy. You know, happy, happy tokes for happy days. <laughs> no, enjoy. Uh, yeah, there's nothing really to enjoy, is So we've had this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm only joking. It's been a pleasure as always. Maybe we can get you on on a Sunday sometime. You can jump on the panel and come and do some grow guide talk with us if you like. Oh, that'd be so much fun. I'd probably yeah. be more of a educate me rather than a I've got I don't know for outdoor growing, you might have some input to put yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'd love that. That'd be a blast. Yeah, sweet. I'll give you a shout sometime and we can see if you're free. We'll organize it. It's on a Sunday. Awesome. But, yes. Sweet, man. That would be cool. Yeah. It would be fun. A lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, Lizzie. It's been a pleasure Thank as always. Thank yes. you so much. Take care. Adios. Stay high. Bye bye. Yeah, you too. Bye bye. Stay high. Bye now. there we go everybody that was the interview with lizzie post i hope you enjoyed it now this was edited a bit there's been chunks that have been taken out but if you are a vip or a patron a youtube member then you can head over to our patreon page and there's links so you can listen to this interview in full unedited over on youtube so if you are a patron or vip and you didn't see this interview when we recorded it then go check it out just click on the link and you'll find it But anyway, thank you as usual for downloading and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed the interview. I enjoyed the interview and Monkey enjoyed it and I hope Lizzie enjoyed it as well. Uh, We'll catch you on Friday for the Grow Guides where we talk all about automated watering systems. And if you are around on Sunday for the live show, I hope we can see you there over on youtube.com slash high on homegrown. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. Stay high, stay safe. And thanks again for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Thank you.